You know about water finding its own level. You know about that from science. It, it applies to sports, too. It really does. There are a whole ton of metrics that will show you how good or bad a team really is, regardless of what it says in the standings, regardless of the actual wins and losses. You are looking right now at maybe exhibit A of a team, an NHL team that's ready to take off. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins versus Kings tonight in Los Angeles. That's a 10.38 p.m. local face-off. This will be a challenge. Please take what I'm about to say about the Penguins and set it apart from what might happen tonight. The Kings are 8-2-2. Two and two. The Kings just went into Las Vegas last night and dismantled the Golden Knights, who a lot of people think are still the best team in the league, 4-1. to one. And on top of that, there's still no firm status for Tristan Jari. He was hit in the face with a puck two nights ago in Anaheim. And yes, that is... What caused the injury? Mike Sullivan confirmed yesterday, but that's all the information that was had. He missed practice yesterday, but that's just kind of common sense. You would definitely not run him back out there for a practice. So we'll see how that goes. It's, it's going to be tough. However, through whatever arduous thing happens tonight that might not even be a reflection on the Penguins themselves, I've got some numbers to lift your spirits here, okay? I'm going to start with a negative one. The Penguins are tied with the Senators for the worst record in the Eastern Conference, okay? And you can say whatever it is that you want about that. They're 5-6, and six, the Sens are 5-6, and six, and that doesn't lie. And at the end of the season, that's the only thing that counts. However, however... Over the course of a long season, and this one's still just barely begun, there's always an evening out of certain numbers. If you've got a ton of wins, but you've got certain key metrics that are way down, it's going to drag you down unless you pick those up as well. And the same thing applies in the reverse. So there are the Penguins sitting at the bottom of the conference, but they also have a 55.43 expected goals for percentage. And I'm going to explain to you what exactly that means in the briefest, simplest possible form. If you're on the rink, you're producing that percentage of plays, that percentage of general offense that should result in a goal, meaning you've done everything right. The other guys have a goalie, okay? Or you've done everything right and you've beaten the goalie. One way or another, it's an expected goal, okay? And if you've got 55.43% of that 
compared to your opponent, which would obviously have the remainder of that, then you're doing actually very, very well. The Penguins percentage is the third best in the conference. If you want something that's even more rudimentary than that, the Penguins currently have a plus seven goal differential. That's the sixth best in the entire league right now. And the teams that are around them in that category right up there are the Kings, the Avalanche, the Panthers, the Hurricanes. The Kings are number one, I should note. They're up there because they belong up there. And that's why, even though I'm sure it comes to the significant annoyance of to some listeners of this program, I tend to keep my eyes on these numbers that bear out over time. More than the, you know, the goofy loss, the home loss to the Ducks where you have the five on three. You get a zillion chances to win that game and then they get the shorty and whatever. That's that's an outcome. That's a result. But the way the Penguins played in that home game against the Ducks, according to no less an authority than Sullivan himself, was better overall than what they did in shutting out the Ducks two nights ago in Anaheim. And yeah, the results, the outcomes, they matter and they add up. And when you're talking about a team that just missed the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time in 18 years and they missed it by a single point, yeah, they really, really matter. But in order to be that team that contends by season end, you've also got to be good. You've got to be genuinely good. And this team is starting to be a little bit of that. And I don't even know if tonight is going to represent something in one direction or the other. I really don't. Because the Penguins might not have their starting goaltender. The home team just played last night in Nevada while the Penguins were sitting in their hotels in L.A. And that could affect things. And Whatever. Whatever. What matters is that they're starting to put something together. Listen to Eric Carlson speaking with reporters in Los Angeles after practice yesterday. I think that's a goal every time. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I think we've played two pretty good games, very different games. So I'm expecting tomorrow to be uh, a lot different again. And hopefully, you know, we, uh, we can bring our best because it feels like uh, you know, these two wins have just made us a little bit more hungry. Uh, so uh, if it's going to be a fun game tomorrow, it's always fun to play this place. You feel any of that vibe there? That's what I'm talking about. They're starting to understand who they need to be, how they need to play within the group that they have, within the age bracket that they have. They're getting there. They're getting there. And these other numbers are going to pull them where they would just pretty much inevitably go anyway. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q is going to be replaced by three different submissions from listeners who attended the game a couple nights ago in Anaheim. 
And here they come. Aaron says, I was at the game with my fiance. We live in Orange County near Anaheim. We were so pleased with the Penguins' performance. We are building our swagger, knowing how to win in different ways. Richard says, I was at the game with my wife. It was her birthday. The Penguins played a great game both on defense and offense, even though they only scored one goal until the empty netter. They had many quality chances, and I believe they're starting to gel together. Scott says, I was at the game. Didn't seem like Evgeny Malkin was playing in both directions. So we have three different viewpoints here, and I'm going to tackle all three of them just to have some fun. You know, and who makes the rules, right? Aaron says he feels that the Penguins are building swagger, knowing how to win in different ways. Aaron, I'm, I'm going to respect both your enthusiasm and your hockey knowledge in that the Penguins have won in different ways. I'm going to also respectfully differ from you that they need to be able to win in different ways. They need to defend. They need to defend. This point cannot be made forcefully enough, infinitely more important than anything I say here, by Mike Sullivan in the locker room. I believe, I believe, and I am fairly certain that the head coach believes this as well, although he would not want to disrespect uh, on his own accord the caliber of talent that he has in the room that Sullivan feels this way too, that he understands that they're going to have to defend first and foremost to make things happen. Richard says he likes the chances and the offense that the Penguins created, uh, even though they didn't score much, and he believes that they're beginning to gel. I saw a lot of that. I also saw some variations to the way the Penguins were navigating things in the neutral zone. And without getting super wacky technical on everybody here, this system, this adjustment to this system, if it ends up being that, if it wasn't something that was specifically installed for the Ducks, and that'd be kind of weird, to be honest with you. I mean, Western Conference team, you know, you're out there, you just played the Sharks, and whatever else. If this system applies, then you're going to see a more compacted version of more bodies attacking the opponent in the neutral zone between the blue lines, forcing turnovers, creating counter rushes. If that happens, if the Penguins players embrace that, if they feed off of that, if they finish on these rushes, you might see something that doesn't come close to matching what you saw over the better part of the first nine games. Let's shelve that one and talk about it after, you know, two, three more games of this. And Scott, Scott didn't like Gino's game. And Scott, I'm sorry, man. I love you. I'm glad you're here. But you could not be more, more wrong. Uh, Gino played his you-know-what off. And he's out there knocking people down, taking the puck away, making sure that nothing happens in his own end, while at the same time setting up his line mates. And, you know, one of these days, Ricard Raquel is going to score a goal and be rewarded for all his own 
strong play. You want to talk about a guy who's got underlying metrics that scream breakout from the goal standpoint. Raquel has to be either at or near number one in the league for someone who is underproducing relative to the amount of offense he's actually generating out there. He has to be up there. And once that logjam breaks, you're going to see uh, both Gino and Riley Smith benefit from it as well. Gino was out bleeping standing in the Anaheim game. I appreciate hearing from all three of you. We will have another one of these shows tomorrow.